The Way Out Podcast, episode 133. We realize and surrender to the fact that the way we were doing this up until this moment didn't work. It created a garden that simply cannot sustain life, let alone promote any meaningful growth. We must trust that those who have what we want can help us be happy, joyous, and free as well. We may have expended tremendous amounts of energy in the past with at best mixed results and more often with severe consequences, even if our intentions were good. We now refocus our energies to be in alignment with the greater natural order of the universe, a power greater if you will. We can't force the sun to shine, nor can we make it rain. There's a time to do the right work, a time to let nature take its course. We understand there are things we can control and things we cannot. We 12 steppers call this steps one through three, think the serenity prayer. We must get rid of the trash and the things within the garden that are blocking growth. We remove the boulders and rocks, the logs and the debris. These are the destructive patterns of behavior, thoughts and beliefs that kept us sick in in our disease. These are the things that kept killing everything we tried to plant prior to recovery. We then, and only then, can start to till the newly cleansed soil and infuse the vital nutrients required to sustain and promote meaningful growth. In 12-step recovery, these are steps four through nine. Remove the garbage, keep the good stuff. Prepare the soil to have even more of the good stuff infused. Good stuff like spirituality, love, kindness, selfless service to others, prayer, meditation, step work, and meaningful relationships. We must then continue to practice patience, perseverance, mindfulness, and discipline to keep our gardens in optimal condition. Welcome. Thank you for joining us on this week's installment of The Way Out sharing stories from people just like you who have recovered from alcoholism and other addictions. The Way Out does not speak on behalf of, nor are we affiliated with any 12-step organization. Our purpose is to share with you, one episode at a time, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. The Way Out podcast is sponsored by Transitions Daily. Would you like to join a free, anonymous, online group that offers a daily topic email with popular recovery resources accompanied by a secret Facebook group for discussion? Go to dailyaaemails.com for more information about Transitions Daily. Don't forget to share dailyaaemails.com with friends, in meetings, and with sponsees in recovery. Make sure to check out the official website of the Way Out Podcast at www.wayoutcast.com. There you will find links to our latest episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Radio FM. You can also follow the Way Out Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Help us get the message out that lifelong recovery from alcoholism and addiction is possible by giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. Have a question or comment about an upcoming or previous show? Call us right now. Area code 218-382-1960. Call us anytime, day or night, and leave us a message on whatever is on your mind. 
Maybe it's a previous episode topic or something that you're struggling with in your own recovery. Call us at 218-382-1960 and leave the Way Out podcast hosts a message and we could feature it on our next episode. That's 218-382-1960. Help us recover out loud. Last but certainly not least, make sure to check out altrecoveryrings.com for stunning rings made from your very own recovery coin. That's altrecoveryrings.com. The Way Out Podcast is on right now. Along with Jason and Alex, I'm Charlie, and this week we're talking growth and recovery. We get off to a bit of a rocky start this week with Louis the Recovery Dog losing his mind over various humans and animals passing in front of the window that catches ire, combined with an unexpected juvenile laughing fit over the synonyms to the word growth. Seriously, people, suffice it to say, we all clearly have some more growing up to do. When we do finally get down to business, we illuminate what growth in recovery has looked like for each of us and what it looks like for us today. I drop a metaphor that I hope will give you some insight into why growth in recovery is so critical. We also discuss what tools we can practically implement in order to activate growth in our own recovery journeys, regardless of where we are in our own journey. Plus, we share feedback from the Sober and Serious community and take your calls. Listen up. Alex, Jason. Hey. Hey. Welcome to episode 133 of the Way Out Podcast. Growth in recovery. Yes. It's amazing. That's what happens. So if 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 we're doing it right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're growing. Yeah. It only works if you work it. Yeah. We all know people who don't grow in their recovery. That's correct. Correct. And for me, it's either you're growing (laughs) or you're dying, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? And so growth is essential in recovery, and the work that we do allows us to grow. So we're going to drop a, a metaphor that I put together nice. okay, on this very podcast. You guys haven't read this metaphor yet. No. I haven't. I have not unleashed this upon the public yet. Nope. Right. So we're going to do it live right here on yeah. this podcast because this metaphor... I think will illuminate what growth in recovery looks like and how we grow in recovery. Because I want you to walk away from this episode with a really good understanding, right, of why we grow in recovery and what the work we can do is to grow in recovery. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, And this metaphor will help us think about it in a way that hopefully makes sense, right? It'll relate it to something we all uh, can relate to or know a little bit about. Otherwise known as poetry. Let's hear your poetry. <laughs> I don't know if it's poetry or not. We'll figure it out. Oh, I'm sure yeah, it is. W- I, it may be, there may be some poeticness you to it. You wax poetic all the time. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's the thing about poetry, right? You know, there's no rule as to what is and isn't poetry. It is subjective. Absolutely. It is indeed. Let's hear it, man. All right. So uh, before we do that, let's get some definitions out of the way. Okay. All right. Growth, the process of increasing in physical size (laughs) 
<laughs> so to <laughs> sorry oh wow <laughs> i mean I, I was gonna incorporate the sat vocabulary i wish you had word. a boy yeah, 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 yeah right version <laughs> yeah. to grow to flourish see or right. something that is so something that's grown so some <laughs> si- some synonyms some synonyms to growth oh okay uh growing extension wide oh i fucked <laughs> it up <laughs> widening damn it jason widening <laughs> oh wow. it gets worse think thickening okay you guys, I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry, guys. What the You hell? guys didn't ask for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you really no, didn't. I am an idiot. This is juvenile. I am an all, idiot. Yeah, no, you know what? Uh, broadening. <laughs> you know, I, I, think, can't. I think I think the can't. fact that you we're what? able to realize that this is juvenile, it's that funny. might be growth. Well, it could be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> self-awareness is, is a gift that recovery gives us, yeah. and that is part of our growth. And the synonym would be advance, advancement, expansion, gain, improvement. Yes. Production, rise, success, surge, progress, right? I think progress is a very apropos Mm -hmm. synonym to growth and recovery. Right. And I think Louis agrees. Resoundingly. He's in it. It occurs. He's like, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, he's here for it. That is the synonym that I am all about. Calm down, bro. Wow. You know what? The uh, the amount of energy in that dog. Antonyms for growth. Decline, decrease, failure, halt, loss, stagnation, which Ooh. I think really is appropriate in terms okay. of... 100%. Wow. Okay. Here is our metaphor. Your metaphor. Thank you. Oh. Take that credit, buddy. Here's my metaphor. Yes. For... Uh, growth and recovery. The garden is a wonderful metaphor for growth in recovery and in life. Okay, The garden represents your life. The physical land, the soil, the earth represents your mind, body, and soul. Gardens may begin in states of complete disarray and disorder. They may even be at near immaculate conditions, but they'll be at, or they could be everywhere in between, right? Often the genesis of a garden may have inherited poor conditions right out of, uh, poor conditions or outright toxic, poisonous soil from generations past. We may have continued to pour poison and refuse into our gardens, blindly perpetuating self-destructive behaviors. The garden, suffering as a direct result. We may have tried to plant and sow seeds without doing the necessary work that provides the essential foundation for growth. We have may, We may have tried any number of quick chemical fixes, only to realize they created much bigger problems than the problems we intended them to solve. If we really want to transform from whatever current state we're in, or to stay with the garden metaphor, the garden is in, we must begin with a vision. Look toward those whom have gardens like what you want yours to be. Do you want beauty, order, function, production, chemical-free, 
a mix of some or all of these? Your garden will need to reflect the unique individual you are to become. We surround ourselves with people who have or are working toward what we want. We do the things that made them and their garden successful. These are people in recovery that are happy, joyous, and free. Mm-hmm. Then we get to work. We realize and surrender to the fact that the way we were doing this up until this moment didn't work. It created a garden that simply cannot sustain life, let alone promote any meaningful growth. We must trust that those who have what we want can help us be happy, joyous, and free as well. We may have expended tremendous amounts of energy in the past with at best mixed results and more often with severe consequences, even if our intentions were good. We now refocus our energies to be in alignment with the greater natural order of the universe, a power greater, if you will. We can't force the sun to shine, nor can we make it rain. There's a time to do the right work, a time to let nature take its course. Mm -hmm. We understand there are things we can control and things we cannot. Mm -hmm. We 12-steppers call this steps one through three, think the serenity prayer. We must get rid of the trash and the things within the garden that are blocking growth. We remove the boulders and rocks, the logs and the debris. Mm -hmm. These are the destructive patterns of behavior, thoughts and beliefs that kept us sick in, in our disease. These are the things that kept killing everything we tried to plant prior to recovery. We then, and only then, can start to till the newly cleansed soil and infuse the vital nutrients required to sustain and promote meaningful growth. In 12-step recovery, these are steps four through nine. Remove the garbage, keep the good stuff. Prepare the soil to have even more of the good stuff infused. Good stuff like spirituality, love, kindness, selfless service to others, prayer, meditation, step work, and meaningful relationships. We must then continue to practice patience, perseverance, mindfulness, and discipline to keep our gardens in optimal condition. Regular maintenance keeps noxious weeds and pests at bay. Regular pruning, fertilizing, watering, and proper sunlight allows for the continual bearance of the fruits of our labor. In the 12 steps, this is steps 10 through 12. If we do the hard work critical to the process of recovery, there will indeed be a transformation of grand and miraculous scale. This transformation from landfill to glorious garden from the throes of addiction to enduring and meaningful recovery will continue to bear fruit, not just for our own selfish ends, but for the benefit of all who cross our paths. That's right. They will benefit in both direct and indirect ways, in ways you will likely never realize. For those of you new in recovery or contemplating recovery, know that you too can transform no matter what condition your garden is in. No matter how many prior generations of growth-stifling affliction, no matter how toxic, dry, or bad the dirt is, Mm -hmm. can be transformed to the rich, life-giving soil so vital to create vibrant and abundant garden for all to enjoy. You must have the essential activating ingredient of willingness. 
Willingness to surrender your old ways, to believe there is a better way. Willingness to do the hard, often thankless work required for real growth. Willingness, willingness to tirelessly show and teach others they too can have what you have if they too are willing to do the work. Yeah. That, my friends, is my garden metaphor. Your poetic metaphor. For growth and recovery. Dude, I like how you touched on, well, two things that really stood out to me is that you have to operate your life. Like, you have to tear through the whole thing. You can't leave anything out and you have to throw away all the garbage. Uh, you might have to throw away a bunch of that soil, you know? That's you, right. And then you can replace it with new soil, you know, new people, places, and things. And then the other one was, you know, that that maintenance piece, you know, that like this is a lifelong process. This is a lifestyle choice. I like that, you know, we have to continue maintenance or it's just going to go to shit. Yeah, if we don't do the hard, thankless maintenance work of pulling those weeds, yeah. right, that nobody wants to do. Right from the root, you know. Correct. All the way down. Right. All exactly. Down. Not just the leaves out of those weeds, right? But you know, really, really doing the hard manual labor. What do people yeah. do? You know, they till that shit up. Yep. You know, as someone who had a pretty large part in maintaining a small farm plot uh, in his high school years, that really speaks to me. You know, there are, there are places where you're not going to be able to to get anything to grow. Mm-hmm. Though you may try, Correct. it might not happen. And there are times, you know, I mean, you literally have to start from scratch and take get rid of all the bad. That's right. And you might not get it. At, you might not get it in your first go. And when you start getting things to grow, you can't just water them and leave them to be. You have to keep an eye on them. You have to keep feeding them, weeding out the 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 weeds, the the bad things that are that will threaten the very life of of whatever it is you're trying to grow man if we have bad soil that's been poisoned by us and maybe poisoned by generations before us our parents their parents parents before them brothers sisters right that have poisoned this soil and we try to plant something good in it it's not gonna work is it no right we have to we have to do that work to get rid of the bad stuff, we got to clean out all the bad stuff, right? Before we can even try to put anything good in it, we got to get rid of all the stuff that's blocking the gro- the growth, right? Right? It's full of rocks and full of, you know, garbage. We're never gonna be able to have what we want out of that garden. But if we, but if we do that hard work, yep. of 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 opening that channel and believing that there's a better way, mm. right, than what we've been doing before. Right, mm-hmm. and then we we clear away all the wreckage of the past, and then we then only then can we start adding the good things that we need to be adding in order to produce right. what we really want. You really do have to reap what you sow, hundred percent. Well, and then it like alludes back to last week, you know, when we were talking about all pathways. It's like early in recovery, you're gonna it's trial and error, man. You know you. You keep what works for you and you kind of toss the rest and it's it's a process of trial and error and being open and willing to try new experiences new groups new you know new meetings new whatever 
you want to try that you think might work for you to recover, you know, and that's you have to put yourself in an environment where you where yeah. where growth can be fostered. Well, like Chris was saying too, you know, with the that tree story. That that's right. Told, you know, you take it out of that soil, you put it into this good place, and then it thrives. But then you try to transplant it back into that garbage uh, soil, and die. then it dies again. You that's know, right. and it it's like you got to learn your lessons, and the, this uh, recovery process will help you learn those lessons. Then you just got to act accordingly, you know. Don't learn the lesson and then keep doing the same dumb shit. <laughs> so growth is hard, right? Growth yeah. isn't easy. No. In the times... Sometimes it hurts like hell. Yeah. Right. A lot of times. In fact, that can be a great impetus to growth and change, right? Is yeah. that pain and that discomfort. Mm-hmm. Often I reflect back to the times that I grew the most, it was on the backside of tremendous pain and emotional turmoil. Every time. Right? Turbulence even. Yeah. Right. Right. So we'll start with Jason. Jason, tell me about, you know, growth for you as a process in your recovery and maybe reflect back on, you know, the times where you really felt like you grew the most um and um you know what did you do how did you grow what 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 are the things that you did in order to sort of promote that growth well i think a couple kind of standout landmarks of my journey so far that really were uh heavy growth and very uncomfortable was like when i when i went back to river place to uh you know, satisfied the courts. Um, I was already working a good program. I got done. I was like a couple days done with till I would be done with my 28 day first part. And my counselor wanted to put me in outpatient. And I asked, you know, if I could do extended care. And there was many times over that next three and a half months of living on, you know, campus that I was like kind of hitting a wall and really, um, miserable miserable with my living situation the guys that i had to share the apartment with uh were dirty they just talked about dirty stuff degrading women all the time and it just annoyed me and you know a lot of them guys in the building weren't there to really get well and it sucked i I was just getting drained from it but you know every time i have those moments and it's like a i'm hitting a wall and i'm i'm kind of getting fed up or overwhelmed it's like if I can just keep suiting up and showing up, you know what I mean? And just persevere through it, you know, like don't, don't quit. Don't give up. Um, the feeling will fade because feelings are just feelings and they, they hit you hard and then they fade. Um, another one would have been having to like tell my meetings about my, my sneaky beers or whatever. Mm -hmm. I've told that story before on here, but that was, uh, you know, I had to go into all my meetings, man, and tell them what that I was having a beer, you know, bedtime beers and stuff, and do it without like, you know, going into the whole spiel about how I wasn't even catching a buzz and it shouldn't count and like how I was feeling because I had a lot of like kind of like anger about that. Um, but I wanted to try this thing, you know, and I wanted to see if it could work for me. So th- those are a couple really standout 
And there's been lots of things, man, you know, relationships, having to having to cut off relationships because I knew I wasn't um, really emotionally available or, or invested in it or because, you know, most recently because I felt like I had been kind of left uh, just ghosted, you know, and, and treated like I didn't matter. Um, and I knew she was going through a lot too, but you know, I still just being true to yourself, right. And not compromising your, what you deserve, what you're worth and things like that. Sometimes those can be the hardest. So I think that really it all boils down to if I have to be willing to tell on myself for the things that I think or the things that I feel, I have to be willing to put my stuff out there. Um, because if I don't do that, then I don't get the help I need. And it's way too easy, especially at this point to sit back and act like everything's good, you know, and you're trying to like maintain an image. Well, I can't do that because this is life or death for me and I can never forget that. So I have to really put my stuff out there, let people have the opportunity to help me. Just like I'm always open to try to be there for others. And as long as I can do that. I'm doing okay. And 99.9% of the time, that's really fucking uncomfortable to do. Absolutely it is. But that's the pieces that allow you to grow, right? Those are the, those are the, without risk, without being vulnerable, we're not going to grow. No, because life happens outside of your comfort zone. Mm. And we have to continually do those healthy things mm-hmm. that are uncomfortable or not fun correct right uh let's talk about the times in your recovery you grew the most and what that was like for you honestly the single-handedly the most the largest period of growth for me was when i finally hit that surrender and realized that i need to hit this with all i have like i it it's not that I wanted this recovery thing to work. It's that I needed it. Mm-hmm. And I really did. And I mean, Jason, you were there. I mean, I was living in North Minneapolis and I was biking two and a half hours out to Blaine Alano just to yeah. chair a meeting. And I did that every week. And I didn't have a car yet. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'd pick you up, bro. <laughs> right. Right. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I felt so bad for you. You know what? You're like, no, I'm in the best you know shape what? of my life. <laughs> but but for him, like, and for you, that's ama- that's an amazing <laughs> testament to your willingness to do whatever it took to get better. Yeah. Going to any length, you know. Right. You know, and then uh, this happened, I want to say, about a year ago. Uh, another time that really sticks out to me is I was uh, with a girlfriend and uh, was going to a lot of meetings at that particular point in time. And she said, you know, it seems like the more you need those meetings, the less you need me. And <laughs> you know what? What came out of my mouth? I didn't even think about it. It just came out. And I said, huh, you feel that way, too. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, wow, I didn't apologize for it because I, you know what, I felt justified in saying that. But it was a it was a toxic relationship. And from that point forward, I I decided that I wasn't going to be walked on anymore, that I there weren't going to be any more handouts. There were it, there was, you know, like work needed to come from both ends of that relationship. And you know what? It never happened. Hmm. And when when that all came and crumbled you know i got stuck in the poor me's for a little bit and my mom said you know what why you know she said don't don't talk about it as if she left you you parted ways you 
don't even try and bullshit me because I can recount on multiple occasions you were on the phone where you were ready to leave her. Yeah. It, it's, you know, stop, you know, get out of the poor me's. Mm. You guys parted ways. <laughs> you know, the, I relate so damn strongly to what <laughs> right, you're talking about right, right? now. The need, still the, trying to the shake need that piece, shit. right? This need piece, right? The, that you talked about within this relationship, and you're changing, you're growing. You no longer uh, this this relationship is no longer serving you like it used to because you're changing or and I'm, you're growing. I'm realizing that it never served me to begin with. Correct, but even but but when you were sick, it did. Yeah. When, you, when you're unhealthy, it does. Not in a good way, but right. it does. Right. And those relations, you know what? I feel like it's very important to point out. It might not be news to everybody, but there are some people who seem to be unaware of it. You can find unhealthy relationships in recovery. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you, oh, oh, my God. Whoa, oh, my God. That one goes out to a few very specific people Ooh, I know, and you shit. know who you are. Dude. It's a lot of people. Um you know, this, this, what you just told us, that story reminded me of this thing is just a little nugget, but it's when we, once we learn our own worth, then we stop giving people discounts. 100%. Oh, shit. 100%. Yes. Look, you know. we all know, and we've said this many times on this podcast, the recovery community is not a bastion for emotional balance and well-being there's a lot of sick puppies out there and you can find them if you're looking for them yeah yeah. right and so uh but as we grow and if we're doing the work like i talked about in my metaphor Mm -hmm. we're doing the real work that recovery requires that real recovery requires right we're gonna change yeah and those old dysfunctional patterns of behavior those old dysfunctional toxic relationships whether they be with family or with significant others start feeling wrong bad they start feeling bad all these things show up on your radar that's correct we're never there before but in a different kind of bad because i they felt bad often before but in a bad that i that i liked and a bad (laughs) that i needed you know what and a bad that i was addicted to so hard mm-hmm. like oh so hard. god but today they feel bad in not a good way not a not i want it way not in a bad way that's that's seductive it's no longer seductive before it was bad and seductive today it's just bad mm. and there's a difference so we're gonna ask the way out podcast wait, wait audience now. wait now what is some of your <laughs> yeah oh yeah biggest moments of growth and recovery and what did you do and how did you well I'm gonna tell you that first I'm gonna say that it's springtime here in Minnesota and Louis going and Louis going bananas because there's a dog a minute yeah. walking out front and I even closed the blinds uh, in a in a vain attempt <laughs> to apparently. cut down on the barking it's and it's actually like made it worse I think because <laughs> now he hears everything I think at least he's not down here on the couch looking out that oh window. my lord so anyway <laughs> springtime springtime in Minnesota dog a minute uh, squirrels we're gonna, yep, we're gonna have some barking some birds uh, mm. birds dogs there's children playing all sorts of commotion out there yeah. yes um so for me, growth. He tried to dodge that bullet. I did. Uh, that did. It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag accountability. Action. Boom. Action, action, action. Every single time my growth 
was um was so action preceded growth for me every single time oh yeah every single time so it was it was a process of doing things that people that had what i wanted were doing and i did those things because i had willingness Mm -hmm. i was willing to do whatever the fuck it took to get better and i saw people in recovery that were doing better they were happy joyous and free and they said here's what you need to do if you want what i have and i did those things so it was actions can you think of any specific examples i can oh all right i can indeed that's awesome the biggest and the most (laughs) transformative was finding not finding finding's the wrong word connecting with the god of my understanding Mm. and 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 that to me was the absolute game changer but action made that happen not something in my head right okay not thoughts not um trying to manifest it in my own brain right yeah it was action i prayed on a regular basis to something that I didn't understand and yeah. prayer is an action for me. It's yeah. when I get on my knees and I start communicating. And that's a willingness to receive, right? I mean, yeah. you're 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 not just asking, but if you mean it from the bottom of your heart, then you're willing to receive said power, higher power, and uh yeah, I think too much we can we could go through those actions and we could ask, but then We'll hang on to our reservations and keep over-intellectualizing and, and kind of like outsmarting ourselves, you know, talking ourselves out of like receiving. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. And it's yeah. sort of this circular sort of like counterproductive, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think my way out of this thing. I can't. I have to act my way out of this thing. Right. And so that to me is the growth piece, acting my way out of this thing. And I still do that today. I act my way out of this thing. I act my way out of it by getting down on my knees in the morning, by doing my daily meditations, by being of service Mm -hmm. on a regular daily basis. Okay. That was the other thing, being of service. That's action. Yeah. Changed things for me. That changed me. Get out. Working the steps. Those were actions that changed me. Right. Mm -hmm. Going to meetings. That's an action. That changed me. All of it. You know, so these actions then promoted growth. And I didn't even really know that the growth happened until sometime afterward, right? Like, it happened, and then, you know, sometime after I reflect back and I think, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Or you got all these other people in the meetings that we are mirrors to one another. We can't see the growth in ourselves. We're always the last one to know. Right. Others will see it and they'll like, they'll give you affirmations. They'll let you know what they see. And you'll be like, if you're anything like me, I mean, I'm almost three years clean now and been in this program for like three and a half years. And I'm still like feels foreign to me sometimes when I'm getting uh, lifted up by others. But, you know, we have to be willing to receive that too and and accept it as truth. You know, just recently I switched home groups because my home group that I've been going to for a long time changed a little, but also just stopped serving me in a way that was that that I needed. Kind of outgrew it. Bingo. Yeah. And I had to 
recognize that, and then I had to take action. Yeah. And I had to find another group that w- that that was g- that gives me what I need today in order to continue my path on recovery. Your right? it was metamorphosis. What I yeah, dude. But it was what I needed at the time, right? And 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 I and I'm very grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Do you ever go back something. to that other meeting though and say? What's I just up? Did, I just did the yeah. other week. Yeah, it's good to go back. Hundred you know? percent. Every once in a while. Yeah, sure. yeah. I don't cut it off, and I'll go back. I'll continue to go back. We can't and forget those people. No, and I I saved our lives. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? I have uh, just special place in my heart for those people. Special place. Um. <laughs> so yes. Um. Uh, Alice has got a shiny new Fitbit. Yeah, 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 we're like checking it every. We're two Fitbit seconds. brothers. Awesome. Yeah. What yeah, we should be friends on Fitbit. You know <laughs> what is that a thing? Yeah, actually. What? Yeah, the yeah, no, totally but anyway, um, you know, honestly, <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm I'm being caught off guard here. My my wrist is vibrating because I've got a, a sponsee who is trying to connect with me right now, and uh, you know, honestly, I'm you know, I told him, look, I've got a time commitment, right, and I'll get to you when I can. Um, but like, I'm just trying to make sure that it's nothing dire. He's actually letting me know that he's on his way to a meeting right now. Oh, cool. Which yeah. is like, you know. Cool. Uh, Good on Sorry him. to give you a hard time. No, Good it's on okay. I didn't know you could get texts on Fitbit. Oh, you totally yeah, can. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's great. yeah. You can put your, um, on this one, okay, you can put your, what are they called? The Bitmoji? That looks like you could watch porn on that one. Whoa. Well, hey. and, again, <laughs> and again, speaking of personal growth, Jason. I don't watch porn. I don't anymore. watch porn anymore, dude. Yeah. Good for you, bro. Good <laughs> for you. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, honestly, you want to talk no about mats. you want to talk about personal growth. Like, I, uh, I actually, um, one of the things that in my recovery I've really been, I've been sucky at, is, uh, is, believe it or not, getting my daily exercise. You know, feeding and watering myself, watering myself in particular. But I mean, it. This is a very goal goal oriented way to get those metrics in. It's like, Correct. oh hey, I get an achievement for uh, for drinking a gallon yep. of water in a day. Now it's like right. you're playing a video game. It, I mean, yes, <laughs> it kind of. But um, small goals. The other thing that I like about it is uh, I can set up reminders on it. Like, oh hey, your home your you know your home group meeting starts in an hour. Mm-hmm. All right, like you know, and stuff like that. And I mean, it's uh, a great tool for self care. Right, and that's again relates back to the gardening metaphor. We have to, Fitbit. right? We have to care. We have to do that regular care maintenance and that mm-hmm. self care. Food, water. Um, I need sunlight, right? Yeah. I need my vitamin D for mm-hmm. sure. You know what I mean? So, so uh, uh, I love my Fitbit for a couple of reasons: a steps yo, b it tracks my sleep. Mm-hmm. So that I know what kind of sleep I'm getting, both, you know, sort of REM and, you know, those kinds of things. I'm, self-care is very important to me in recovery. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a piece of it. It's not a Fitbit commercial (laughs) Um, at all. I was going to say, this shit belonged in that one show a few weeks back that you were like a freaking scientist in, Alex. Mm -hmm. The the uh what was that one uh, i can't remember i wasn't here that week uh, yeah well, it was right. like right 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 yeah 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 I, fitness or yeah, uh, wasn't it self-care? some shit Self, it self-care. self-care yeah really self-care yeah. well and you know what i think it's important to um to point out that this is uh, yeah, we geeked out on self-care yes. we, you guys like, had fun yeah. so this, i had fun listening this fitbit <laughs> is a belated gift by 11 months for my one year oh that's so wow. cool so that's in cool. about three weeks 
you know, God willing, I'll have two months of sobriety. Continuous. Two years. Two years. Two, oh, two, yeah, two years. <laughs> two <Wow>. months? <laughs> oh, you sobriety, people. No. <laughs> I will have two years of continuous sobriety, yeah. which is huge yeah, for me. Like, awesome. I made it to 23 months, and it was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, so I, I was literally sitting on the, on the couch with my girlfriend yesterday, and I'm like, I made it to 23 months. And I like it didn't even cross my mind. I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. Painte tres. Yeah. Also, you're the man. It's appropriate that you said that in Spanish because my my sober date is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. Right. That's great. But you know what? That's awesome. I honestly live for stuff like that. You want to talk about growth? Like hitting my point of surrender. On the day when I should be going out and getting fucked up because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. Right? To sit there and say, you know what? The last thing I need is another drink. Yeah. I love the 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 drinking holiday sobriety dates. Mine's so nondescript, you know, mine's here December sixth, you know. Right. But I love the drinking holiday sobriety dates. Mine's That's my birthday. Yeah, yours is your birthday. Which, which was a drinking holiday for me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> right. That's true. Right, right. Yeah. It was a how much can I put in my body? Right. Yeah. They were gonna <sighs> take some we're gonna read some comments from the sober and serious. So Jason, if you can pull up the ones that you got on your own page. Yes, sir. Okay. I, I couldn't find those, but I did find the responses to mine and yours uh topic of the day. So I've got those. Oh, okay. So I'll read some of those while you're pulling up some stuff uh, uh, on your end. And uh, we will um, we will rock this. Do I have time for a quick story while you guys are doing you that? You absolutely do. You know what? Uh, honestly, working at uh, GNC is pretty fulfilling for me in my own life. But uh, the other night, I met a guy. And to protect his anonymity, I'm going to use uh, the first letter of his last name. His name is Bill H. And Bill H., I really hope that you're listening tonight. I know that I talked to you about the podcast. But... You know, you talked to me about how you had four and a half years of sobriety and your point of surrender and your brief description of how you were able to recover. Honestly, it made waves in my recovery. And I just want to send a shout out to you. I mean, this guy, he's getting married at the place where he went to treatment the last time. That is cool. Oh, nice. Bill H., congratulations on four and a half years of continuous recovery my friend it's amazing you're listening that's an amazing thing that's hope for me okay yeah. and that's hope for a lot of us that are uh, on this recovery journey uh, so congratulations brother and uh on both your recovery and your upcoming nuptials yeah mm-hmm. yeah Time now to hear what the sober and serious community says about this week's topic. Every week we share select responses to the weekly show topic, which is posted every Wednesday as the topic of the day on Sober and Serious on Facebook. Your experience, strength, and hope continue to amaze and inspire. So keep up the great work, you guys. Topic of the day, what does growth mean to you, and how do you keep growing in recovery? CL says, and not this CL, by the way, a different CL, (laughs) working with others. CH says, a better understanding of myself 
others life and my higher power. I continue <coughs> to grow by staying open-minded and willing and keep coming back. SB says, by learning from others and making mistakes and learning from those. That's right. If we stay sober, we, we can learn from our mistakes. And that's one of the things that became pretty evident to me that I wasn't allowing myself to learn from my mistakes because I got to just get high or get drunk, right? Right. And so regardless of whatever was going on, I could anesthetize and not really learn from any mistakes. But in recovery, I do. I get to feel all of the consequence of whatever mistake I make in all of its glory. (laughs) And so if I fuck up in recovery, I get to feel all that shit. Yeah. You know? And that's a learning experience because that pain is very memorable. Instead of, you know, numbing that pain out and numbing that discomfort out. Or acting out in weird ways to to, uh, distract yourself from it. Correct. Oh, yeah. But sitting in it and then moving through it, right? But allowing myself to feel all of it and then moving out of it, right? Yeah. Um, that that was huge in my recovery. LW says, by remaining teachable, by entertaining ideas differently. It's exceedingly difficult lately. Yes, I would, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. We tend to want to hear what we want to hear. Right. And I think, you know winter man just dude I, I was doing a really good job of being like super positive through the winter until like the beginning of march right and it's the wheels are <laughs> it was a real struggle bus dude for, for a while and for that's real. just kind of what happens i mean your body can only take so much and it's there's so many factors that go into it a s says and remember we're using initials to protect the innocent see si, senor A.S. says, by remembering that my current situation is not my permanent destination and that change happens at all stages of my recovery and life, being open to acceptance in change always. Ah, I like that. Me too. Well said. Well said, (laughs) A.S. Sorry. That's not. No. Nope. Sorry, I'm just no. playing. It's a the way our podcast does not endorse that comment made by Jason. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. To me. Sorry. SF says, continue to challenge myself to be a better person. Yeah. KC says, always looking to learn in any way possible. And I'll leave with this one. And Jason's got his. You got yours? You're reading the ones off of mine. So they must no, have but, put, they must have commented on. Well, no, I took those, but didn't you have a different one that had just a bunch on there? Are you talking about this when I copy and pasted yours no, to my page? No, I'm talking about the one that the other one that you posted about growth. Oh had snap! Like, the one that you texted me about, bro. Oh okay, bro ham. I feel you. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll find that one then. Yeah, I pillaged that one. Off of your, off of, yeah, off of I was like, <laughs> you're reading these comments that you told Wait, me what? to find. We'll end with this one while Jason's Facebooking. Growth means I say I can a lot more than I say I cannot. 
and I keep this growth up by always challenging myself to stretch beyond my comfort level. Yeah, absolutely. That's huge. So, when we grow, it can be uncomfortable. When we grow, it can be painful. And scary. And, ah, there's fear in it, isn't there? All of that, man. All of Mm that. You know, honestly, for me, fear is the heart of growth. Yeah. Absolutely. I was afraid. And that's where the the connection with my higher power came in, right? Mm Because before that, and that's why I think it was so important that I had that on the outset before I started going through steps four through seven and then uh, eight and nine and then those maintenance steps. But, you know, the four through nine... That's that hole in the donut theory. Like, well, if I get rid of all of this stuff that 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 got me to where I'm at, all of those destructive, quote unquote, behaviors, all of those counterproductive attitudes in beliefs, Damn. who the fuck am I going to be? Right. Like, that's all I've ever known. But having that relationship established with the God of my understanding allowed me to believe that it was going to be okay. That, that, that I could, that I could remove this stuff that I had clung on to for all of those years, right, wrong, or indifferent got me to where I am alive. Okay. Um, not in great shape, but alive and without it, without those, counterproductives, attitudes, beliefs, and behaviors, I'm convinced I'd be dead. It's hard to get rid of that stuff. Absolutely. And you're telling me I got to I gotta change? I got to get rid of that stuff? Well, m- the God of my understanding allowed me to not only believe, but know that whatever form of me came out the other side was going to be okay. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And I can definitely relate to not wanting to become someone else. But, you know, and I don't remember what point it is, but I know it was really, really early in recovery, like maybe week two or maybe week three. Somebody said to me that it's okay to change. It's okay to become characteristic of somebody else because being characteristic of the person you were is going to keep you sick. Mm. It's beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. You know, too, it's like if we that's back to like embodiment of the humility piece of this whole thing is what a big part of what makes it work. Uh, being humble, not pretending to know who you really are, because we've wore so many masks over the years and to know that we are becoming our true selves which we never knew. So we need to be patient with ourselves, give ourselves great, give ourselves some grace. And uh, yeah, man, just be in a constant state of like discovery. Right. And like learning about ourselves and, and uh, experimenting around in the world and figuring out what we like, what we dislike, all that shit is different and it's going to change. It's going to keep being different. It's a metamorphosis. That's right. It's a transformation that we're embarking upon. If we're doing this thing right, we right. are transforming into the people that we want to be. Right. I got 
are we ready to die? Rock and roll. Okay. Baby. So I had also posted because you know he does daily topic on Wednesday on Sober and Serious. I do it on Saturday. Saturday I just said daily topic. Share some ways that you have grown in your recovery. And that blew up, my friend. It did. That blew up. We got some really yeah. sweet ones in here. So I give just, me the gems. Give me some gems. Yeah, I'm gonna do it, brother. H A said honestly I love drug court and everyone in it my PO and drug court team are so supportive they give me the structure I needed the accountability teaching me how to do this on my own they are like family I definitely grew from this I'm in phase four now gonna be sad when I graduate but at least I can visit they said and I said hey maybe you can help uh, new girls later you know like make it into a service opportunity use your experience to help others and uh i just thought that was really cool though you know showing gratitude for something that you know the like in my past anytime i dealt with a law or probation or any of that kind of shit i was always like they're all the enemy every single fucking one of them even my public defender i'd be like ugh. but like the difference this time was kind of similar like i felt all this gratitude to the judge the Mm -hmm. da the Mm -hmm. you know everyone all those people that were always out to get us they had (laughs) all the bad guys because to me it's like they had this this special place this special part that they played in my um change you know and in in my recovery so i was super grateful for all of them and i still actually send emails to most of so it's those. like that many hands makes light work if we're if we're tilling a garden it if takes we're doing a village it, brother. Yeah, so so same deal and right? now th- maybe a big reason of it was that they were kind of um putting me in a position uh, you know they were giving me incentive right mm-hmm. like you're gonna go to prison for 111 months <laughs> wow yeah it was a, lot, at a lot a, of time that's a lot of incentive i had a lot of dope and stuff. That was a lot of incentive you had. But now you got a lot of hope. Yeah. Hells yeah, brother. Bingo. Bam, blow that shit up. Mm. All right, so here's a couple more. This guy, I think he was maybe trying to be kind of funny. Very simple and sweet and short, but I found it very profound, honestly. Uh, SG said, I've become less of an asshole. Yeah, for yeah. real. <laughs> oh, exactly. I, Dude. And that was yes. super yeah. good. Yes. Yes. Um, Let's see here. I had a couple more I wanted to read. That's that, real that talk really right good. there. Just legitimately becoming less of an asshole. Yeah. And it's so true. It's like we do. Um, here we go. That, so this that is, is fruit that was born out of the 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 work that he did in his recovery, right? That's Dan that Skippy. bearing fruit. Right? And he's yeah. like, huh. Like I'm totally. Everybody way benefits by what was his initials? Oh, now you're gonna make me go back. Womp womp. Womp womp womp. <laughs> SG. SG. Everybody benefits from you being less of an asshole. Hells yeah. All right. CS said, I used to be filled with so much anger and get angry at anything, and my reactions were always so huge and over the top. I acted like a psycho sometimes. You're not alone. <laughs> oh, the extremes. Somehow. Man. Yeah. Somehow in getting sober, I was able to completely let go of all that anger. It's just gone. I don't get angry at all anymore and have learned to think before I react. It's the most amazing feeling ever for me because I thought I'd feel that way forever. I never thought I'd be able to change in that way. Nah, I love that. Another uh, bearing fruit of this work that we do in recovery, having some mindfulness and having the ability to pause and Mm -hmm respond 
versus react and that volatility that I know all too well right. in my own disease. Which I is was, something I still struggle with. Oh, know? man. I mean, a lot of times I'm good, especially if it's pe- like if I'm dealing with people I don't know that good, you know, or that I'm not really tightly connected to. But when there's a bunch of emotionality involved in that situation, I have a harder time. Much harder. Mm-hmm. Much harder. Um, and Jay said self-awareness, self-worth, like an epiphany that I was living a life I truly didn't belong in. Growth was hard to see until someone pointed it out, and I knew I was making better choices, but I didn't really feel it until someone said, I'm proud of you. For me, my recovery is my everything. I uncovered events that shaped my perception when I was young. I realized how sick I really was and how much I hurt the people that I claimed were dear to me. The influence I had on friends, my growth has been tremendous, but it's just begun and I can't, I couldn't have got where I'm at today by myself. I learned something new every day. Getting positive affirmations still feels weird though. Laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So much of that touch touches on what we've all talked about, which I think is great. Yeah. Right. This idea that, you know, in the active disease, mm-hmm. all of the, uh, the poison and toxicity that was in, involved and then doing that hard work of recovery. Right. And the fruit that's being <coughs> born out of all of that hard work and not even realizing it, but people coming to you and saying, you've changed. Absolutely. We need each other for that. Um, KN, trying to be witty here, I think, but knocking herself, says, well... I grew 40 pounds. No wonder I struggle. Now I know why they call me a hard case. But you know what? When I think about that, I think about the root causes of our addiction and our alcoholism, if not really um, tended to, then... We can shift addictions. We can we can gain a hundred pounds, and food becomes the new thing, right? Oh, yeah. Or we can, you know, get a porn addiction or a gambling addiction right. or whatever it is, right? And the reality is, there's a lot of people in recovery that gain a ton of weight, right? Right. And that's a that's that's a untoward side effect of, um, you know, really not addressing all of it. Right. And it's not easy. I struggle with that mightily. Okay. I want food to fix me a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel that so hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God. I want all of the food to fix all of the things. Oh. I just feel like, I mean, and maybe it's easy for me to say this because I don't have um, necessarily like out a, a you know, I'm not in like bad shape, but um, like we need to realize that this is who we were meant to be. This is what our body's meant to look like. And if we want to change it, then that's going to require a lot of lifestyle changes. Right. And that's back to uh, listen to episode self-care. Um, 100%, but yeah. dude, like you got to learn to realize that just because when you're twacked out or 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 super like sauced up on the alcohol so dependent and you you know you couldn't function without the shit and you were fucking skin and bones 
and you thought you looked good does not mean you looked good. There's no doubt about that. If you were underweight and you were unhealthy, there's absolutely no doubt that gaining that weight is not a bad thing. Yeah, right? you know, and it's like either way, like the the objective here is to get to a place emotionally, mentally, spiritually where we learn to love ourselves and and part of that is loving the skin we're in. So KN, I just would hope like my prayer for you is that you will find self-love in this process. And if you want to make some changes, then you know, there's there's I apply the steps to anything. To all of it. Hell to yeah. food, mm-hmm. to sex, to whatever it is. Whatever it is that is um wanting to replace what we got rid of. Mm-hmm. Because that th- that's a thing, and I think we should do an episode, by the way, on cross addiction. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Right? Because that shit's fierce. How do you really feel, Alex? Oh, dude, dude I, I, you got excited. Cross addiction is fierce in recovery. Dude. There's a whole lot of things that come at you and say, I'm the new solution. Yeah. You're going to make me tell on myself a lot in that episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? On that note, my sponsor actually wanted me to tell on, my, tell on myself if I had the opportunity, and here it is. You know? <laughs> Like I, I've, I've gone 23. uh, Well, at that point it was like 22 and a half months of recovery from drugs and alcohol without realizing that, I mean, I have a serious problem with food. Right. You know? And like, I mean, so, I mean, I've started going to EDA meetings and overeaters, eaters anonymous. And I've, you know what? I've learned a lot about myself, dude, you know, for real, I've been in denial. Not that I, you know, not that it was conscious, but I mean, Right. You know, one thing at a time, right? But now that I've got that solid foundation in AA and NA, it's like, you know, let's start addressing the other issues. Secondary addictions. You're open to looking into and accepting different viewpoints now. Yeah. Right. And be open to the fact that this thing is a process. Right. Okay. And that there's no way I was going to be able to address any sort of other addiction, secondary addiction, unless I got, unless I... recovered from my primary addiction right Right. and then if you if you recognize all of that process oriented results instead of having results oriented you know thinking or whatever i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. then you can look at just showing up to an overeaters meeting or whatever as like a win you know and find some pride some real pride in that um taking that step you know you don't have to have the big results to give yourself a pat on the back to keep to keep showing up to those kinds of things and and looking into new avenues to address new issues as they pop up because new things will always pop up we always have stuff that we're gonna have to address you know absolutely you know it's funny because this dude jp there was one other comment i was gonna say ties right into this i think his his comment just said uh turns out I can, in caps, handle it sober. So he's like, turns out. I know, I love it. Turns out, out, I actually can do this. Wow, you know, like, I can handle shit sober. Turns out I I can can go through those feelings, those emotions, those painful episodes, situations in life, loss and and, and, um, um, adversity. I can step out of my comfort zone and go to a support group and be vulnerable you know can we uh can we give jp a round of applause on that one for giving himself the credit absolutely and yeah 100 percent. you can affirmation brother handle it yeah i'm so proud of you my brother like and the reason for that is we're always so quick to beat ourselves up and we you know what 
you know, it even says in some of the readings, we can't do it all at once, right? But giving yourself the credit <laughs> right. for what you have done is a lot. I mean, sometimes, it's, a, you know, we just don't do it because it's not at the forefront of our mind. But being able to go out there and post on, on, a, on a comment thread, you know, I can do this sober. Yep. Like. Well, dude, I look at it like this, too. You know, normies, people out there who don't suffer with addiction. Um, let's face it, you know, we get into recovery. We get a little time under our belt. They could give two shits. It's something we should have did years right. ago, whatever. Mm. And that fucking hurts, right? That hurts, especially, but then that's our own selfish attitudes, you know, coming out and like we we feel entitled and we think that we deserve all this forgiveness and shit. But I think that there's something to be said about, you know, that that supportive nature of okay. the relationships and the meetings. We know how hard this is. Yeah, they may not because, understand. Yeah. They may not get it. They may they might say, hey, look, you should have just been doing this thing all yeah. along. And to some extent, I agree, but also... But we should be celebrating absolutely. every victory, every no victory. matter how small. Because you know what? We need that shit because we beat ourselves up. We are our own worst critics, and that's across the board. You know, if you're if that's you and you're like, wow, he just hit me between the eyes with that statement, dude, you're not that special. You're not that unique. All of us are like that, man. And we all need that support and encouragement from each other. Um, I just know too many people that sit in that and they isolate and they're like, oh, you know, you just don't get it. I'm, my social anxiety is way worse. Mm-hmm. Than this and that. My depression. Uh. Mm-hmm. Dude, I suffer with all that same shit. I fight all that same stuff. All those demons, we all do, dude. You guys do, we all do. In different ways. Yeah. We it's, don't know it's, what it's, it's like. all the it, same devils, yeah, different it, levels. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> it is, I totally. Love that. Yep, it is. Boom. Feel same free to use that one with your friends, homie. Oh. We don't know what it's like to be in somebody else's skin. I don't know that. I don't know how hard it is, how hard it is for you. I don't know what it's like for you, but I can't. Right. But I know what it was like for me. You're right? not alone. Right. Stop telling your fucking self you right. are. That's what I'm saying. One of the things that. Unique, unique uh, terminal uniqueness. Oh, Boom. totally, totally, what, what totally. You know, that? I don't remember that. That goes, that goes back to the, if like you Hondo. knew what it was like to be me, if, if you knew what it was like to be in my skin, if you knew what it was like to be me, you'd act this way too. You'd behave oh. this way too. You'd think this way too. You'd relapse. You'd use. You'd drink. You'd do all of those things because I am different yeah i am sicker i am unfixable yeah right that's the things we tell ourselves so that we don't have to change yes so that we don't have to recover now what a surprise to know that my emotions (laughs) are the fucking same as yours weird i know it's fucked up that that as a part of the human race, and I only know this when I get out of my own way enough right. to actually listen to you. No shit. To actually connect to you. <laughs> and, and, and when I get out of my own fucking way long enough, I just love how fired long up you're getting. enough to actually connect to you. To yeah. give a fuck about somebody else. To give else. an actual fuck. <laughs> then I realize your emotions are the same as mine. That's when the 
that's when you get the hope. That's when you get that sense of belonging. That's when your light bulb moments start happening. Bingo. Like, Cut the pity party off. You start. No shit. You start having neurons fire. You didn't even know were there and shit. You're unique, okay. but you're not that special. Damn right. You know, we all we, we all, all are feel different. It. We're all we all feel it. We're all our own little precious snowflake. You guys, we're on fire right now, <laughs> dude. I know <laughs> we're really rocking are. this shit. <laughs> beep beep boop boop boop. Hello, hello. Oh yeah, terminal <laughs> uniqueness. People was episode one oh one. If you want to refer Listen back to, to that. It. I love that we're plugging our own podcast. Hell oh, yeah. Two calls from the Way Out podcast listening audience. If you want to call the show, you can call 218-382-1960 and leave us a message on the current week's topic. Your calls make a real difference. So we here at the Way Out podcast extend a heartfelt thank you for your contribution. So let's bring on the call. Bring it on. Hello. 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 In our moment of need, and probably left us a a gem of a message on growth in recovery, buddy. Hey guys, buddy C. Wanted to comment on spiritual growth if I could. Oh, I like um, it. For me, that's probably the most important part of the program, or what I my biggest gift in this. And I realized that one day when I was sitting in a meeting and I was looking at steps and daydreaming and said, you know, what the fuck is this whole thing about? (laughs) What's the work? They said, you know, they say it works if you work it. And I said, I've been working it and I had, it just doesn't seem to be working. What is this work? And then I looked down through the steps and I saw something in step 12 I'd never seen. It said, uh, having a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So. I realized that the whole program was about waking me up spiritually. It's about this growth that you're talking about. That's what it was about. That was the whole thing. It all came from the steps. So over time, I've tried to got finally got relief from alcohol, learned to surrender my uh, uh, my alcohol. And so I wanted that same surrender, that same relief in every other part of life that I got with alcohol. So that's been my quest for. Gosh, 10 years since I've been sober and six years up to that point. So 16 years. And I was looking for that my whole life. You know, it was, that's not something new. I've been looking for the solution forever. So, um, yeah, it's the growth of this thing is so huge and my life has changed. Gosh, I mean, so, so, so much over the years. Just learning to be at peace when things aren't peaceful. Uh, learning to love people that before I couldn't love, learning to respond rather than react, all those things that we wished we had, I, I'm starting to have. And it's just a great life, and it all comes from me learning to surrender and uh, me learning to be vulnerable in situations and learning to be powerless. So yeah uh, that's what growth meant for me and i think that's what this whole thing is about whether you get it from aa or some other program 
or not in some recovery program at all. For me, it's all about growth. So looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say and what everyone else does. Thanks a lot. And thanks for your service. Wow. You know what? I got a quote for you. We'll see if you guys know who said this. Mm. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. For if you love only those who love you, what reward is there in that? I love that. Is it Jesus? It is Jesus. Yeah. Very good, my friend. (laughs) Very well. Very well. Buddy. That's awesome. Yes. 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 It's all about spiritual growth. And spiritual growth is the answer to the question that I had been trying to answer with everything else, with drugs, with alcohol, with relationships, is I needed to grow spiritually. I needed to go upon that spiritual journey, and that was the answer. And yeah. But I need yeah. to continue to grow spiritually if I am to remain happy, joyous, and free. Absolutely. And when I'm not, it's because there's something blocking my spirituality. There's something blocking my spiritual connection. And then I have to go about the business of finding out what that is. It could be a resentment. It could be all sorts of fear. It could be complacency. Anything. It could be a lack of self-care. A lot of the things that we've talked about on this podcast, right? Yeah. But the reality is I had been trying to solve this problem all my life, just like Buddy said. And it's going to take all our life to, you know. But as long as I'm in the solution. Yeah. And working in the solution, which is all the things that create that spiritual connection, that sustain that spiritual connection, then I'm growing. Exactly. And we're either growing or a diet. It's continuous effort, dude. That's it. It's just continuous effort. Not continuous results. Continuous, continuous effort. effort. And as Jason always says, we are in the effort business, are we not? Not the results business. Bingo. Oh, God. I hate only respons- the results business. <laughs> You're only responsible for the effort. That's what I said. That's right. Not the outcome. Boom. Gentlemen, thank you very much for an amazing podcast. Thank you in Way Out Podcast land for your ears. Be good. We'll talk to you next time. Take care, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for being a part of The Way Out. We appreciate your ears. We're sharing powerful recovery stories and recovery power topics every week. So keep listening up. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can visit us on the web at wayoutcast.com. That's wayoutcast, all one word, There you can subscribe to The Way Out Podcast on all of the major podcast aggregators, such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, Overcast, and more. Or simply drop your hosts a friendly email at share at wayoutcast.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, contact us at share at wayoutcast.com. See you next time. And remember, if you don't change, your sobriety date will.